Namaste. Satnam. What's up, bitches? Welcome back. Hey, 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 hey. Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein in this bitch. Season three, episode two. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. How are you doing? How is your spiritual energy today? Um, mine is hungry. I had Taco Bell yesterday. So um, today I'm like in this weird like full but also hungry um I just threw up I didn't even drink I just threw I had like Taco Bell hangover so um that's how my spiritual energy is doing today um so on this episode we are delving deep into the lost archives of the depths of the secrets of the back of my computer with Grady Pruitt uh Texas's funniest comp Funniest comic, funniest, Texas's funniest, per, funniest comic in Texas, funniest, he was like the funniest guy, guys, you're gonna fucking love it, he's so fucking funny, you've gotta check it out, anyway, so, since this is from the deep lost archives of great ancient mystery, even I too will be illuminated into new things that I don't remember saying in this conversation. So are you in for a treat? <laughs> but before we get to that, what else has been going on with me? Okay, so I had Taco Bell yesterday. Um, I'm off this week for Thanksgiving. Um, Trader Joe's has this really good eggnog yogurt. Oh my God, you guys gotta check it out. Um, what else have I been doing? Um, thinking a lot about like God and stuff like do you guys ever think about God like I know it's like stupid like <laughs> I mean what like God like I mean yeah okay I guess God exists or whatever but like you know who cares like you know like I'm on my phone <laughs> like God doesn't care like if God doesn't care about me I'm fucking nobody you know um you know, why, why would you ask about God? Why, why would, do you have some kind of knowledge that I don't have? Yes, I do. Thank you for asking. <laughs> so I have a secret and it's so secretive because it's hiding in plain sight. It's so secretive that it's like the oldest, most ancient mysteries of all time. It's like a secret that like everyone knows, but nobody knows that they know it. You wanna know what it is? You are What does that even mean? That is a great question. Within you and you and you and you and you lies a divine spark, an emanation 
from the great mystery of all that ever was and is and are and time is irrelevant and you are it and I am it and he is it and she is it and it is it and nothing is it and everything is it and you are part of it. Yay! What does that even mean? <laughs> what it means is don't lose sight of who you are. Distractions will come about. Oh my God, I'm hungry. Oh my God, that guy is so hot. What's he saying? Oh my God, I'm gonna fuck that guy. Um, oh my God, somebody hit my car. Oh my God, I'm out of money. Oh my God, um, somebody died. Oh my God, is that a flower? Don't forget, you are God. You are divine, and it lies within you and with, within everybody. <laughs> it's not about your ego. It's not about, oh, I'm the best. No, it's that we are all extensions of it. We're looking in a mirror, and when we look at other people, we're looking at reflections of ourselves. So that, what does that mean? Wherever your mind is at, your reality is through that filter, right? So, oh my God, okay, I'm God, but I'm not the God, like the universe doesn't revolve around me, but like I'm part of it. What? <laughs> How do I remember that? How do I remember that I am God? I'm down here having fun on the playground, y'all. Like, I'm busy down in this, like, four dimensions. Like, I'm trying to fuck. I'm trying to get sleep. Trying to eat. Trying to get high, motherfucker. How am I supposed to have time to remember that I'm God and shit? Like, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> well, if you want real peace, you'll make time for it. If you want real happiness, you'll make time for it. Yeah, the other stuff is fun. Like, yeah, obviously, Taco Bell, like, sucking dick is fun. But, like, you know, sometimes you wake up and you have, like, a hangover and you're like, my pussy hurts. Like, <laughs> now what? I guess I'll just grab my phone and just, like, start scrolling until, like, the Adderall kicks in and then I'll get up and then I'll like have some coffee and then I'll like vape a little bit while I like take a shit and then I'll like maybe I'll like you know say a prayer okay maybe I'll say a prayer okay help oh my god help thank you okay hi take a deep breath 
Maybe I'll meditate. Maybe I'll do yoga. Maybe I'll go for a walk. Maybe I'll go for a run. Oh my God. Maybe I'll journal. Maybe I'll read a book. What other things can I learn about myself? Many mystics say that consciousness is just the universe discovering itself. There's no judgment attached to that. There's no damnation and hellfire. There's no, this is right, this is wrong. No. Your life's journey is about you discovering who you are. And you can take that as far as you want to go. You could stay real shallow. It's fun to stay in the shallow end. I mean, it gets a little boring, but, you know. You know, as long as they keep bringing you pictures of margaritas, like, you know. Just get someone else to change my diaper for me, like. (laughs) No, I'll just piss on myself, like. Or you could go and, you know, maybe tread in a little deeper, a little deeper. Ask for help, you know. If you, like, feel a little uncertain. Hey, hey, spiritual leader. Hey, ancient mystic. Hey, book. Hey, Dr. Phil. Like, how do I get better? How do I learn more about myself, you know? And then all of a sudden, like, you know, if you want, you can go dive into that ocean, baby. (laughs) There's a whole progress. You know, there's... You get what I'm saying. Life's a journey, man. And it goes much deeper than you think that it does. What a secret. What a secret. Don't tell anybody. It's such a secret. Oh, my God. So secretive. It's so bad. <laughs> That's an interesting thought, huh? that we're all God. Think about it. But until then, we've got another very secret secret coming up for you now. Deep from the secrets of Secret Town, Grady Pruitt. Okay. Okay. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Um, Hello. Put your hands together for Grady Pruitt. All right. There we go. You're bombing this, already. This, no, <laughs> I, I hear the studio applause. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Th- they love me here. I should add that in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like laugh track anytime there's like a lull in silence. Yeah. Like, silent no, song. I feel like I'm on Conan here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Grady, uh, you're a Houston comic. Um, yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's uh, what other things do people need to know about you? Um, from like your background, like I don't know. Somewhere? I I uh, I started comedy when I was twenty one. Okay. Uh, I did one open mic and then uh, dropped out of college. So <laughs> like literally after the You're first. Like, this one. is it. This is my yeah, destiny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was really I was looking for a reason. Exactly. I was looking yeah. for a reason not to go back. It was like in between summer. It was like in the summer, like in between semesters. Uh-huh. And I was doing an internship that I hated. 
and doing what? Uh, uh, it was just like for the small like IT company, oh, like yeah. just doing like data entry. Boring. Who cares? A, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was also like I was looking around at like the other people at the company, and I was like, this like this can't be my life. Like Fuck I can't no. just like go uh-huh. and and do this. So. I did one open mic, uh, got zero laughs, didn't even <laughs> talk into the microphone. I held the microphone down to my side <laughs> and no one could hear me. Uh, but I was like, well, I just did stand up. So I'm, like, I'm pretty sure I'm a comic now. Yeah, <laughs> and then exactly. I was like, fuck that. Not going to school next semester. And then I just went hardcore into stand up. <coughs> so. so how old are you now? I'm 23. Okay. So you've been doing it about two years. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just hit my two year anniversary like a week ago. Congratulations. Yeah. What did you, you do to celebrate? bomb uh yeah i went and bombed again i went back to the original spot that i <laughs> went back to the joke joint to do a guest spot and bomb this time in front of a paid crowd so yeah that was my anniversary what do you, how are your sets at the joke joint how do they go do you uh, go get up there often yeah that's uh, it was literally the first open mic i ever did they the don't fir- even do open mics they anymore. don't even okay, yeah it's the first guest spot i did it's the first hosting weekend it's my first feature weekend Hell like yeah. it's been all my first have been at the joke joint. Okay, so that's it's, good. It's um, I, I I figured out how to do well there because if people who are not familiar with the joke joint, it's a very roady room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's you know, people call it like a B C type of club or whatever. Where like the people who go there are not comedy fans. Uh uh-uh. They're very like. They're very blue collar. Yeah. Uh, most people describe me as like white trash yeah. type of people that Absolutely. go there and everything. But they still, at the end of the day, are like paying people who want to see comedy. In so like, theory, they want to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. They're there, but like to me, you gotta like really simple down your jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, hit yeah. them, which is basic. Ba 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 ba. Don't try to go into a long story mm-hmm. or anything like that. They'll they'll you'll lose them. You'll lose them. Yeah, because they'll be thinking about yeah. you know what. Roseanne or I don't know what what do you think they they do in their free time these people who go to the joke joint they're like um they probably like to drink and watch the Texans yeah exactly yeah yeah that sounds about right try to like forget that they're in a loveless relationship (laughs) or something it's a very like it's out in the suburbs it's you know kind of it's in a strip mall basically and yeah yeah it's like people f- who live in like clear lake baytown like i'm from deer park like that would be the club that would be closest just like yeah. people who live in the suburbs like just people who work in it probably people who probably work at that place that you used to work yeah at, like. or, or honestly probably like, like you know construction workers and yeah. shit like that. i think it's a lot of people you know plumbers people like uh-huh. to work with their hands and stuff you would think that um, you know when i've done a few spots there ken is a little weird with me i don't know why um, a little weird with everyone so yeah I that's that what personal. i that's what i hear um yeah. you know the first time i did really well and then he was like next time you're back in town like you know let me know and i'll get you a feature spot so i hit him up and he was already booked but i did a guest spot and he was like, he told me like right before he was like, do clean material. And I was like scrambling, basically trying to piece together. I'm like, okay, first of all, how do you even define clean? Does it mean, yeah, like, yeah, it's a big, you know, no yeah. sex or no swear words? Like what, a, yeah. you know, so or even, even like edgy topics. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. It, it got me in my head and I didn't do very well. And he was like, I was like, I've literally never been asked to work clean by a club before. He was like, in New York, you don't have that problem. I was like, never. I was like, I got passed at multiple clubs in New York from the first time that I auditioned for the 
um, the comic strip, um, I was told only do clean material. So I just pieced together kind of what I thought was clean material. I didn't get past. And then the second time I auditioned, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do my regular material. And then I got passed. So I was yeah. like, the clubs just want you to get laughs and they want to see that you know how to write jokes and that you're a good comic. Like I've never by a club been asked like to do clean. I, I'm actually having to work clean this week and at the improv. Uh-huh. I'm hosting there because the headliner is uh, Ryan Hamilton, mm-hmm. who is like, he's like a super clean, like he used to be like a Jehovah Witness and everything. Oh, so he's like a very like, da 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 da, like very, you know, kind of goofy, almost, you know, just super clean guys. So he's like, you got to work clean, which is like, okay, I'll do that. Um, and it's, yeah, and it's, it's that thing where it's like, all right, I don't, I won't, I won't do any over the top sex material, mm-hmm. and I guess I won't like drop, I won't say fuck or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, what if I do a bit about like school shootings? Right. Because yeah. I'm like, I don't cuss in that bit, and it's not like Technically dirty. It's clean. Yeah, yeah, but I'm like, is that is that too edgy? edgy? Is that yeah. over the top offensive? And yeah. I, it was, um, I did it. The first show was last night. And I had the worst set I've ever had at the improv. Oh, no. Yeah, the improv what is happened? like my home. Like, I guess the joke joke is I've done on my first name. But like, improv is my favorite place to perform at. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was just, they were getting offended over stuff. I didn't even think you'd get offended by. Mm. Like, I had a joke about like drinking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I think I have a problem drinking. And like, literally, you saw their faces like shaking just off of that statement. Like, you shouldn't drink. Just like, off just that, like, like, I'm like, alone. whoa. Like, like yeah. oh my God. I did not know y'all would pull back off of that. Wow. And I tried to do the school shooting bit. And literally, I had a lady in the front row mm-hmm. when I, I just, I just said, like, there's a lot of school shootings. And this lady goes, oh no. Oh no. Oh. oh and she just God. kept on doing that throughout the bit. And I was like, what is this it's like they <laughs> don't know? even know what jokes are yeah, like yeah. they don't even yeah that's insane i'll be interested to to know like let me know how the rest of your sets go this weekend because if that's the type of crowd who's coming out to see this guy you know it'll be interesting yeah. to see what they, you can do with that they, they were like huge ryan hamilton fans uh-huh. like once like a- andy huggins was featuring who andy's like and he struggled like really? mightily and he's like a clean old man and he's old people he gets a lot of the pity laughs yeah you know? i mean he's funny regardless yeah, but he's you hilarious, know like but he's like just known to kill every time he goes up uh-huh. you know his materials just like so tight and everything but he had a problem and uh i don't know like they love ryan hamilton like when yeah. i when i brought him up they like went ballistic. People were standing and cheering. Oh my God, but I was yeah. like, "Oh, y'all are Ryan Hamilton fans. Y'all aren't comedy fans." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and y'all are just the people who are kind of getting in the way of them seeing Ryan Hamilton. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were frustrated. Like, why are these other people on stage? Uh-huh. Like, we paid for Ryan. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully it'll be better tonight. Yeah, that was a Thursday night too. So yeah. you know, but yeah. Um, okay, so we were talking briefly about okay spiritual things. Are you were you raised religious or anything? Or I actually was not initially like up through elementary school, but like all of my friends were like really Christian, mm-hmm. and then I felt left out. <laughs> yeah, now my, my parents never talked about religion at all. Like I had no context of anything, uh-huh. but all my friends were religious, and then they like make fun of me uh, about like oh you're gonna go to hell. <laughs> Because, you know, you don't go to church or anything uh-huh. like that. And, you know, when you're in fifth grade, the last thing you want to do is stick out in any sort of oh way. My God, you know totally. what I mean? You just want to fit in. So, 
um, I was, I was, I felt really self-conscious, embarrassed that I was, I was going to go to hell, <laughs> oh <my laughs> you know? God. So I told my parents, like, we need to start going to church. And then, uh, so we started going to church from like whatever fifth grade. I went from like fifth grade to maybe like my freshman year of high school. Uh-huh. I go to church every Sunday and I was like pretty into it. And then my parents got super into it and it became like really involved in the church really? and like worked there and everything. Because you suggested that they go? Yeah. Wow. And then they got really into it. And then by the time <laughs> I got around like age 15, 16, I, I was like, this is kind of goofy. <laughs> and yeah. I started not, uh, I kind of, I kind of lost faith and I went like, I had like a year period. I was like a hardcore atheist, you know, mm-hmm. and every conversation I got into was just like, you know, <laughs> just railing yes, people absolutely. and annoying. Yeah. P- it's like if you first get into conspiracy theory or uh-huh, whatever, yeah. and it was just be like anti-religion, anti-religion. And this is why you're wrong. And now I'm almost just don't care agnostic, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, agnostic. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe there's something, but I don't know. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'm pretty, um, cause I, yeah, I'm, I'm non-religious now. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people, you know, I was raised Christian also. And I think a lot of people who are raised Christian go through that backlash on the other end where they just become atheists and become like fucking dicks basically. And yeah. just like no hope for anything. It's yeah. all just a chance. And you're being an asshole. When you're yeah, doing that. exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's basically every atheist I've ever known is like just a fucking yeah. dick. Yeah. Like, the, the Bill Maher style. Exactly. Where it's like, if you don't believe me, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. And everything. Just like pompous basically. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, what benefit do you have of like, telling people to not believe in God. Like, Hey, why don't you lose your entire reason for living? Like your entire hope for getting by, like you're fucking stupid. And it's the arrogance to be like, make a declarative statement of being like, there is no God. Yeah. 100%. Like, really? You know that? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, because really what you're doing is like, you're, you're knocking people off of their own path of trying to find something out, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But just to like come down hard on, and it's also, you know, it's like, I don't know, it, it, that, that, that to me is just like pure arrogance to make it like, you know, there's no God, do, mm-hmm. you know? No, yes, you absolutely. How do you fucking know? Like, I mean, what you can't really make even a logical argument for like why there's not a God. It's just like, no, it's just your opinion, basically, because you don't feel hope like you don't want other people to feel hope, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So are you interested in any of those types of like I mean, you said you're sort of agnostic now. I guess you're not really, like, that interested in, like... No, yeah, like, I, I don't look into it yeah. that much. Okay. Like, uh, like I said, I had that little period, whatever, in high school where, like, I first started to question it mm-hmm. and everything. And, like, I would just, like, Google stuff, like, uh, <laughs> like what did Einstein think of God? <laughs> like, I would just, mm-hmm. like, think yeah. of, like, the smartest people that I could think of and, like, what did they believe there was a God? If this guy's really smart and yeah, he didn't right. believe there was a God, <laughs> like that was like my original, like into like the questioning of it and everything. And I think, um, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's this weird thing where it's like that, like, it just seems kind of cartoonish. Like there's like, Oh, there's, there's like this place where the good people go and there's uh-huh. a place where like the bad people go. But it's like, it's not even necessarily based on like your actions based on if you believe, if you believe, if you in believe like in this, then you go to the good place. If you don't, you go to the bad place. And there's that quite that classic argument was like, Oh, what if it was like the guy born in whatever fuck exactly. country that was yeah. never introduced 
to this religion. So now they're going to burn an eternity and everything yeah. like that. And it's like, well, see, that's why it's our mission. We got to spread the word and everything like that. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, man. It seems like you're just using this like, yo, you got to believe in this. And then they, you know, sneak in some fucked up shit. Like you got to believe in. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to go to hell. Yeah. It's a lot of judgment. And, you know, like I remember I was taught one time that. <clears throat> okay, th- that question of like, what about the people in this remote village who never gets to hear? <clears throat> and they were like, well, then God makes exceptions. And I'm like, so the logic of your argument is flawed. It's like, so you say this is the only way, but then you say that there are exceptions. Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, I was really into <clears throat> the theology and like apologetics of Christianity. Like, I was really like super into Christianity and like wanted to know, like, why does the Bible say this and how can I defend it? How can I explain it to people? And then the more that I got into it, the more the logic just kind of broke down and like kind of a lot of like reverse, like or um, circular reasoning basically. It was just like, because the Bible says so. And it's like, okay, yeah, why? Yeah. It was like, why this thing? It's the ultimate Trump card. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, the Bible. You're like <clears throat> yeah. And I just was like, well, isn't God much more complex? Like, if there is a God, isn't it much more complex than what this, like, particular book has to say? And, like, the people who are dictating it, you know, and saying, like, okay, if you're gay, you're going to hell. Okay, if you have sex before marriage, like, you're a bad person or whatever. It's like, why does God care about that? <laughs> like, yeah, why does God care about who you fuck? Like, it, it, it's, it's also now that we have the context of like how big the universe is, you know, mm-hmm. you're saying God created the whole universe and like the earth is this one little speck on this, you know, giant rock or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're just this one little speck and dust out of nothingness. But like, this creator's super focused on your really on this petty one things. little yeah. like speck and going like, hold on. Are they fucking? Yeah. Does God care about this? You know? Yeah. So that really is kind of what led me away from a lot of Christianity though. Now that I've stepped away from it and I've gone through this whole like journey and process, it's like now I can appreciate certain things about Christianity. Like Jesus was like, love everyone that seems like a good teaching. And I'm like, yeah. maybe the Bible wasn't initially meant to be the answers to everything. But don't most religions have that as like a thorough, yeah. it's like, yo, you got to love everyone. Exactly. You know? Like, you know, so it's like within the Bible, like, it's like, why can't it be looked at as just like any other sort of spiritual religious text that actually just has lessons in it that isn't like necessarily yeah. hell and heaven and you have to believe this particular thing. So that's kind of this nuanced take that I've been interested in. I, 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 I like religion when you go to like a church and it's like everyone's just like being nice to each other you know what i mean there is yeah. like this communal like hey we're here like let's all like agree to be like cool with each other this is yeah really cool like cool communal thing and i could see especially if you're going to like a rough part of your life how this can be like a very good like outreach for you and everything yeah um, that support yeah but then you know there's that you know, there's the, that also like weird, creepy side of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess like you know, comedy in a lot of ways can be that community. I was too, about to say like that, like yeah, comedy was that for me. Like yeah. where I felt like I was just kind of drifting through life, doing nothing. And like you find people who think like you. And it's not even that like the whole cool like being on stage is great, but it's also hanging out with the other comics. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my god. 
people like me. Yeah. Here exactly. I was thinking I was fucked up my entire <laughs> life and everything. Like something's wrong. Why can I not relate with the singled other human uh-huh. being? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're like, oh, comics, thank God. You know? Yeah, and it's crazy. It's like no matter where I go or what level different people are at in their comedy journey, whether they've just started or they're, you know, pros, like it's like there's something about being a comic that you know, we all sort of connect on some level. I can't really explain what it is. Maybe we just, like, don't give a fuck. Like, you know, fuck the rules. Uh, we like to smoke weed. We like to drink. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the, there's something where, like, to, especially if you're, like, going after comedy. Like, you're like, this is what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. There's this thing where you go, um, I don't think the world, I don't think I fit into the regular world. Not, not. Like, the whole, I'm going to get a job and start a family and da 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 da, da You're like, I, it, not, not that I'm against that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just can't fit into it. Yeah. It's not meant for me. And then you find comedy and you're like, oh, this. So it's like we have mm-hmm. that same. We're like, I can't do the normal thing. Like, yeah. I have to fit in this weird group of like, you know, you're, you're hanging out with these weird group of people this dark dingy bar and everything mm-hmm. and they're like oh this is my home yeah. this is what makes sense for me there we go it smells like piss i must be home yeah <laughs> two dollar well shots um yeah that's exactly. my communion yeah the homeless guy uh, that's talking to himself and everything <laughs> like that and that weird stray dog that's around here all that's the time right. that belongs yeah. to yeah and the, the bartender that's like angry for no reason <laughs> for no reason yeah. it's like i just tipped you two dollars on a drink like why yeah. are you still hate You're me like, like right. Sweet home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely love the community aspect of even when I like don't want to get up and like go out and do comedy. I'm just like whenever I go out and do it, I'm just like, yeah, these are my people. Like, you know, and like you said, it's like when you interact with normal people, no offense to normal people listening. Uh, <laughs> it always sounds weird. Like normal. Like, what, what, yeah. what, like or you say like uh, civilians, like, what are you in the fucking military? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I don't know what to, how to properly people phrase who aren't, it like <laughs> all fucked up like we are like what do you yeah. think has led you to doing comedy like what were you like growing up like how were you weird how did you question things you know what is what do you think makes you a comic um it's i i, I didn't think i was weird at all like all the way up through like middle school and everything i was just a mm-hmm. kid i just i don't know i actually had like a really most comics have like this like fucked up weird past or whatever. Like mm-hmm. my dad used to beat me and then, you know, <laughs> I was homeless for three years mm-hmm. and, you know, and I, I got really into, you, you know, <laughs> whatever, skateboarding. I don't know. <laughs> um, Jerking off while skateboarding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I was uh, in prison and then um, I was into fireworks and then I did stand up, you know, yeah, you're like, okay. And a lot of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, no, I like a normal childhood growing up, everything like that. I had I had friends. I had a good amount of friends. I loved, you know, I just liked all the outdoor stuff. I like riding bikes, climbing trees, playing sports. You're a normie. Yeah, yeah. Very normal. <laughs> um, Were you funny? Uh, I think I wanted to be. Uh-huh. I think I was more annoying than I was funny. Uh-huh. You know what You're I mean? Like trying too hard. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd be the kid in the class of the like, after everything, but like, people would be like, Shut you know up, what I mean? Shut the fuck up. And I'd be like, oh, no, this funny. You've been bombing your whole life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> started out bombing just in classrooms. I remember, yeah, I just had to be the most annoying, like, unself-aware kid in the world. Mm-hmm. And everything like that. But, uh, so, um, I don't know. I, I, I've talked about this in a podcast before. But, like, I went through, like, a really 
I guess, depressive state around age 17 through like 21 mm-hmm. or whatever. I just like became like a recluse mm-hmm. and like shut myself off from like all of my friends and everything like that. And then just gained a ton of weight and just stayed in by myself. And like, I was literally scared to like make human interaction. Like Mm. I just got super wrapped up in my own head with like anxiety. And like, I couldn't even like talk to anyone. What led to that? Do you know? I don't know. I think it started out with being just like a little nervous around people. Mm -hmm. And then it'd be like, oh, well then I won't go talk to that person. It's like, oh, maybe I won't go out at all. It's like a downward spiral. And then like like pretty soon you're like, it's been two months and I haven't talked to another human being. Like yeah. I haven't had a face to face interaction with a human in two months. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the fuck happened? And I'm terrified to talk or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, that's that. I don't know. Somehow I just, that spiral led me into just like watching a ton of stand up uh-huh. and listening to a ton of podcasts. And I go like, these people are saying all of my thoughts that I can't verbalize mm. and everything. And I don't know. Somehow through that, that led me to be like, really, I did stand up because I I had driven myself into such a recluse, like non-social person that I was like, well, let me do what's the scariest thing possible. If I can't talk to a person, well, then put me on a microphone in front (laughs) of a room full of people and just like just to like shock the system and everything like that. And like literally I did it almost as like like a therapy tool or whatever, just Uh to like bust out of this horrible depressed cycle that i had gotten myself into and by the way i didn't even know i was depressed because like mental health wasn't something that was talked about at yeah. all growing up so i didn't like depressed anxiety these things i thought it was like oh is that like somebody who's like can't handle their own problems mm-hmm. or something like that like that's just like a weak person or like i didn't yeah. think of it as like a real thing it wasn't until i got out of it that I looked back and go, wow, you were deeply depressed. You know what I mean? Because I never had like suicidal thoughts, but it was just. Just like a deep, dark kind of recluse sadness or something. So is comedy just kind of brought you out of it immediately? Uh, I don't know if it brought me out of it immediately, but it was like, you know, it it was steps to it Mm -hmm. and and it gave me something to do. Yeah, get you out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like I said before, I was just going to college because, you know, I don't want to feel like a loser and everything. <laughs> that yeah, that's just what you're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this, and then, it, you know, you f- start talking to other comics and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I ended up, yeah, just falling in love with it pretty, pretty quickly. I was like, I got off stage even as bad as it went. And I was like, oh, I think this is for me. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. yeah. I felt like that too. I mean, I actually got laughs the first time that I went up, which is insane because I have, I have a DVD of it and uh, it was not funny at all. It was like just, I was so nervous and just like talking really fast and just like, yeah. da, 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 like it was so bad. I think people just like gave me pity laughs or something. I, Actually, a lot of people have good sets their first time up. And that's because, what keeps them going. Because they're, they're, yeah. it's like this nervous whirlwind of energy and everything yeah. that somehow actually translates on stage. And like their first set will be good, but then number then, two yeah, yeah, yeah. through <laughs> 99 are terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like that first one, usually that will keep you going. Exactly. You know? And if, if the audience knows it's your first time, they're going to be a little bit more generous with the yeah. laughs. Like they're going to be more empathetic. I've 
heard that said. I forgot who said that, but that in general, the audience is empathetic. So they're going to be picking up on whatever you're yeah. throwing down. So like, you know, if I'm having a, like my, I did a set at Rudd's on Monday and like, I got some laughs, whatever, but I was having a rough day that day. And like, I felt like I had just bought, like I've almost felt like that the audience could like pick up on that, you know? So it's like, yeah. if you, and I mean, so it's like, wherever you're at, like the audience is going to respond to that to some degree, basically. Like you can, and sometimes they, you know, the audience like has their arms crossed and they don't want to laugh regardless. Yeah. You you run into that. Yeah. One of the best quotes I ever heard about like bombing was, uh, you're not bombing just because you're not getting laughs. He's like, you're starting to bomb once you're not getting any laughs and you're letting that affect you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and I always try to keep that in my head. Like when the set, the set's not going particularly well like don't let the audience dictate mm-hmm, like the way right. you're performing these jokes <coughs> the way you feel about this now of course once you get off then you can analyze it and everything yeah. like that but like on stage keep on going oh, no, like you just keep going keep on like, going like no like this is the shit what i'm saying <coughs> up here and everything yeah. like that, and just like dig into it and i and i watched that when i went to the uh the comedy store and i just watched i just mm. sat in the back and watched like all these super headliners go up and everything like that and they weren't killing exactly none yeah. of them were really killing but they were just had supreme confidence mm-hmm. on stage that's like, right like you are not even if you don't laugh for three straight minutes you're not buckling me at all that's right because yeah. i know i'm in charge and i know i'm funny and i'm gonna keep on delivering it's just don't let the audience win absolutely you know what i mean i mean that's that's one thing i definitely have learned through watching people who are better you know headliners like in new york it was you know the comedy seller was like you know i'd see people like amy schumer go up you know whatever you think about her or like um who else have i seen you know just some of these like masters and people who have you know are writing for shows or have done conan or whatever and they don't always crush every fucking time but to me, I just, I see them, like you said, like they keep going through their jokes with extreme confidence as if people are laughing regardless if they're not. Like, yeah. I've heard um, this teaching said that like, you know, anything that you're doing, you look at it as like, you don't look at if the results are good or bad. You just do it regardless. You know, it's like, you don't, you don't like put all of your weight into what the results are because it's like if you put all of your ego into if you do really well and you're like, yeah, yeah, I fucking crush. I'm so awesome. Then what happens when you bomb? Then that just goes down completely, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, that is super hard not to allow your happiness or like your mood dictate or depend on like your sets. Mm-hmm. And oh, my God. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's the struggle. Because, I mean, I, you just kind of have to like, you know, learn over time. I'm still learning is like, you know, stepping away from it and being like, well, okay, I did what I could, um, no judgment. I try to sort of, like, not judge myself in any sort of, like, good or bad sense. It's just, like, how can I evaluate, like, why didn't these jokes go well? Was it the audience? Was it me? You know, what was going on? Blah, blah, blah. Versus, like, you know, because, like you said, it's, like, sometimes you bomb and you're just, like, there goes my whole fucking night. Like, I guess I'll just start drinking or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do you, okay, you mentioned earlier about drink. Do you drink a lot? Do you feel like you might have a problem or anything? Like? Uh, <laughs> There's a loaded question. I know. I do drink a lot. I don't think I have a problem. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't know. I've, I've never had any run-ins with the law or anything. Uh, sometimes you 
I don't know. I've definitely like blacked out drunk, like embarrassed myself and everything. Yeah. Definitely have to make like those texts the next morning. Like, hey, uh, oh my God. not sure exactly what I said, Ugh. but uh, sorry. sorry. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Just like embarrassed. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I did. Th- yeah. I, I've had a lot of those <laughs> nights. Um, well, when you keep a 40 in your car, we drank out of your 40. Yeah. On <laughs> <Monday>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta keep, gotta keep the 40 strapped on me at all times. Absolutely. I mean, you gotta save money, you know? So yeah. drinking is expensive. Yeah. You, you, you go out to these fucking open mics and bars, you start getting a couple of drinks at every single one, you know, mm-hmm. and now you're like, wow, I dropped $30 in alcohol that exactly. night. And, and you're like, it, well, I'm going out five nights a week, mm-hmm. you know, it's so like that shit will add up. That's how you, you know? just bring it, bring it with you. you yeah. Go to the but store you get a 40 for whatever, like $3 uh-huh. and everything that drink on that throughout the night. Yeah. Good. I'll I got a, what I'll do is I'll get, you know, a little uh, pint of vodka, you know, throw that in my purse. That's five bucks versus that's not even basically one shot. You know, that's like one drink at the bar versus like, you know, yeah enough to get me fucked up. I'm trying to not drink, though. I just kind of recently, even though I drank with you on Monday, like in general, I'm really trying to kind of like tone it back uh, just because it's like. I just noticed I've been doing like more embarrassing things or just saying stupid shit yeah. and like feeling hung over the next day. And like, you well, know, I, I've definitely talked about this with like other comics and stuff is like the comedy scene as great as it can be. as like this, like, you know, this thing that you found yourself, you found your people can also be this dark spiral. Mm-hmm. Meaning like when I go out to say like the secret group, I know everyone there. I know everyone that works there and you feel way too comfortable. <laughs> so it's like, I'll just get super fucked up in a mm. way that I would never get fucked up in public like this, but I don't feel like I'm in public. I feel like I'm with all of yeah. my people. And then you get trashed and mm. are just like, and you know, there's people buying you drinks. Mm-hmm. There's people offering you drugs. Yeah. And there's like all of these, you know what I mean? There's like Absolutely. all these factors. And then you're like, wow like i I, i'm getting like blackout drunk in public yeah literally just trash yeah which is like fun okay um but it is also like you know okay it's like it can just turn into that like lifestyle you know and it's like okay or then you're just sort of like i look at it as like i feel like i'm enabled like anywhere i go like doing comedy is just like i can just get fucked up you know like anytime so i've been like like last night I did uh, that show at Barcode. Have, have you done that one? Oh, um, no, I haven't done yeah, Barcode um, yet. <coughs> it's a Bob books it, but um, it's a gay bar. They do karaoke and stuff. So drinks are cheap. Everyone's fucked up. And last night was my first time to do it like not drinking or doing anything. And I was like, I don't even know what to do. Like, what do I It's like, what do I do with my hands? You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> I'm, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I need to get like, I think bars should have like, good non-alcoholic drink options like i'm just like i don't want a coke i don't want a seltzer like give me like a fancy tea or something like yeah it's some kind of like non-alcoholic like i don't know cocktail What's that or shit something that Redu always orders at the bar uh I don't know, it's like a red fruity drink and everything. That, like, most of them they'll just give them to you for free. A Shirley Temple. Shirley t- Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good option. <laughs> yeah. You get like a Shirley t- Most of them they'll give them to you for free. Does he drink Radu or no? Yeah, he does now. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was sober for like seven years. And, and then he started drinking again? Off the wagon. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, it's easy to be enabled when you're around other comics. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I don't know. He seems to be like holding it in check <laughs> and everything. That's good. Yeah. I, don't know, I know there's some people that absolutely cannot drink, you know, like who? it's <laughs> like you, 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 well, it's like, 
it's not even that it's drinking the problem. Like, all right, I take one sip of alcohol in 24 hours. I'm like free basing meth or whatever. Oh, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, it's like completely uh-huh. off the fucking rails. Off the rails. Yeah. That's like the most extreme version of like yeah. alcoholism. Like, I don't think I have that. It's just like, so it's like, I've never considered myself an alcoholic because I haven't had that kind of experience, but I'm like, it's definitely becoming a problem, you know, I feel like it can become a slippery slope and yeah. like a crutch, you know, too. I'm like, let me try to like stand on my own two feet and not like just it was, need it. It was a problem for me when I was um, starting out late high school when I was having those first like anxiety mm-hmm. problems, everything like that. And I would use alcohol before I completely became a recluse. I, I used alcohol as a way yeah, to build up confidence exactly. to like talk or go into social. And what would happen is I ended up getting so drunk i'd end up making an ass out of myself <laughs> yeah you know throw up or say something stupid or just literally yeah. be like falling over drunk but i'd be like hey at least i'm not trapped in my own thoughts you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean like at least i'm not trapped in this fucking hell up here you know um so that 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 actually i think i did have a problem with drinking back in like high school yeah. early college because i would use You're it at, literally it. as a crutch yeah exactly for uh, f- uh socially which is weird because it made me worse socially <laughs> <laughs> but hey at least you weren't in the yeah. house like you're out of your head that's good but now i just drink honestly because i like getting fucked up it's just it's fun, fun. <laughs> it's, fun. it's just a fun feeling and i Absolutely. like being drunk with my friend i even like the process of drinking like i like the whole like just having a drink and sipping on it mm-hmm. and everything that it's oh just my god i want to drink right now. you know <laughs> and whatever you're at a bar you, you know you're doing your sets and like playing pool after something mm-hmm. and you're joking around it's like oh it's just it's really fun yeah you're making fun of each other it's great so what's your goal in comedy? Like, have you thought about, you know, I mean, obviously you're still young and early in it. Um, have you p- thought about, you know, any sort of moves you might want to make in the future? Yeah, like I was going back and forth on whether I want to move to L.A. or New York. Mm-hmm. And I went out and visited L.A. for this festival and everything like that. And I, th- yeah, I, don't, I don't think L.A. was quite for me. Why not? I didn't like the style of comedy that seemed to work there. Yeah, okay. Say, try to explain what that is. Like, when I went to Mike's and shows, and I expected them not, you know, I I, I knew that they were going to be a little more rough, which is fine. I'm willing to do that. I mean, there's not going to be a lot of audience members there, Mm -hmm, you know? Exactly. But the people that I saw doing well there were not the comics that I think are funny. Mm -hmm. Meaning the comments are doing well there were like super big personalities on stage yes. and yeah. would be super physical and run around and do <laughs> weird noises and make faces and yeah. and like that's what's working. Whereas somebody went up there with just jokes, uh-huh. went up there with material and had like good writing, fucking no one it got mm-hmm. nothing. But if you went up there and did like whatever, did like uh, jumping jacks or whatever, <laughs> like that would be just like, like oh, part into a mic. Yeah, like. exactly. Or you know, you just, or like say what's going on in the room. You know, you, you know, make yeah. that stuff like oh, look at this guy's wacky hat. You know, yeah. and like people would <laughs> that stuff would kill. And if somebody just went up there with like genuine, like original, insightful jokes, yeah. that wasn't what played there and i was like oh well that's what i like to do and that's what i like from other comics Mm -hmm. so this is going to be rough if i go out here um but i i i I really liked la for other reasons i like obviously i like the weather yeah i like the people there the people there were cool um and i like that in the short time i was there 
I shook hands with like a lot of industry people and got to mm-hmm. sit down and conversate with like, which you never get in Houston. I haven't talked to one person. Fuck no. And then, but there That's I talked to whatever, 12 when I was yeah. there for like a couple of days and everything and had like, had she went out and like had drinks with this person from NBC and everything mm-hmm. like that. It was like, oh, wow, you don't get this in Houston. No. So it's like a good place to meet like people that are higher up can help out your career. But I was like, I could see myself being miserable here. Yeah. Have you done it in New York yet? No, I, I, ne- I want to go visit New York. Yeah, that's definitely a lot more of that style. You're going to get a lot more respect. I think you would do really well in New York. Um, you know, obviously it'll be hard um, to really get recognition and stuff, but you just have to keep grinding. And if you're good, like people will notice um, because New York, they care a lot more about joke structure and joke writing. Um versus if you go up there and do really stupid characters and stuff if anything the audience is going to be like that's fucking stupid because new yorkers are smart and they don't have time for your bullshit basically so it's like make me laugh like make it be logical basically um so i think you could do really well there um not as much opportunity for like meeting industry people there like how there would be in la um you know it's takes a lot more work like even if you get past at clubs and stuff like you just end up getting more spots on you know club club shows and stuff um but the real benefit in new york is when you meet headliners and they take you on the road like that to me has been my experience of like you know making the top kind of connections with other comics and then ideally they would take you on the road and then that's how you would kind of start to get a little bit more you know money and kind of recognition and stuff but even if you're working at the clubs in new york like i think the comedy seller only pays like 35 bucks for a spot like if you get even past at the comedy seller which is insanely difficult um the money is not in new york necessarily as much as it is on the road but um so i think that would be a good i feel like it would for you it'd probably be new york first to really kind of level up and get a lot of that cred yeah. And then maybe eventually L.A. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm more thinking towards now. Yeah, is going the New York route. Um, That'll probably be when in like a few years, like. Yeah, a year or two. I don't want to wait too long. Mm-hmm. I still want to take advantage of my youth. Yes, and absolutely. Like and New York is so fun in your 20s. Like, yeah. it's the best. Like, you're gonna probably be broke and have like 20 roommates or whatever, but. You know, you just go into debt, and that's just life. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody in New York is, like, in debt, basically. Oh, <laughs> so great. Yeah. Yeah, so save up Can't a wait. lot. Um, but I've, I've, I've actually been saving up money, so I've got yeah. I've got I've got a chunk of change saved up right now. Make friends with bartenders, bring your own liquor. Um, that'll help. But it's I mean, New York is so much fun in your twenties. Like, you know, get on that Tinder game, just like fuck a new girl yeah. every night or whatever. If you're into that, <laughs> I'm bad at Tinder. I I I'm, I've never even been on Tinder. Like I'm, uh-huh. I I gotta go face to face. Yeah. I, like I'm much more better. Uh, whatever we meet at a bar after a show or something like that mm-hmm. and then i'm good because I, I, I hate texting i hate that whole messaging thing and everything. why i just i, I just want to meet up uh-huh. i'm like let's go do this or let's go do that i don't want to sit here and like text back and forth and yeah. banter like let's just <laughs> fucking let's go do it let's, let's go meet hang up. out yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 which is why initially it's better for me like if i meet 
she meets me in person and I meet her in person and then yeah I find uh, my chances are much better. <laughs> well, there's lots of opportunity for that in New York. I mean, yeah. just people are out every night, you know. Yeah. Sunday, even Sundays and Mondays are a little slow, but, like, there's still tons of people at bars, like, you know. Yeah. So. And then even doing comedy, I mean, you're going to – you'll meet so many people. Um, and then eventually with – you know, you can't be friends with everybody. Within all of those shit tons of people doing comedy, you'll find your people within that group, basically. Especially if you already know the Houston comics who are, if they end up still up there, whenever yeah, you go the back up there. Uh, like Joffer, Dale, and Ashton. And, and Katie, yeah. Yeah, Katie. Yeah. So, um, but I think you would do really well there. So, just a little bit of insider info, basically. So. Um, yeah, that's yeah. the plan. Because I, I always just wanted to do, like, straight, like, it, it sounds like, I just want to do fucking stand up. Like that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is just to continue to stand up and be able to build up an audience through doing stand up. Mm-hmm. You know, people that come out and pay to see me. Exactly. Do stand up and really that through whatever means possible. You know, but, you know, a lot of people want to get into like acting and stuff like that. Like I was like, Oof, mm-hmm. I'd rather. Fuck not. no. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm like, I don't want to have like, I don't want to write for another show. Yeah, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to be on SNL. Like I just want to do stand up. Like, yeah, yeah. Which is like, I look at some people's career. Like I look at like a guy like Tom Segura mm-hmm. or something like that where he just put out a special and it's like, boom, here, there you go. Like that's yeah. that just put out a magnificent hour of stand-up comedy mm-hmm. like that'd be ideal you know what i mean yeah. but like really however the hell it happens it happens you know some people literally throw a podcast they you know mm-hmm. uh you know you know whatever that's exactly. uh like whatever the fucking guys from come town everything that are now like they're like headliners through yeah. like a podcast and yeah exactly like that. i know a lot of people <clears throat> like that who aren't very good stand-ups, but will fill out a whole fucking auditorium and room because they have a successful podcast. Like, I know a bunch of people like that. Yeah. So it's definitely, like, when you build up that podcast following, people will come out, not even, they just want to see you. Like, they don't even care. Like, and they'll laugh at you. Like, even yeah. though as a comic, you might see them and be like, that's not a very good joke or whatever. I, like, like I, I've heard people say that, like, who are some of your favorite comics? And they're like, Whatever they'll be like, uh, the name whatever, uh, fucking Nick Mullen or something like, like, oh yeah, you like Nick Mullen? He's like, actually, I've never seen a stand up before, but it's like, I mm. love the, uh-huh. his podcast. Yeah, like, oh, exactly. but he just named him as one of your favorite comics. Yeah, and exactly. Like, I just think he's funny as a person. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah, like that. That's one way to do it. Um, like that. Like the ultimate career is like like the Brian Regan. He s- sells out these massive oh theaters. God. Everything. That, that guy hasn't done anything. All he does is stand up and yeah. pr- make specials and tours. That's he doesn't even that. live in LA. He lives in like in Vegas. Or exactly. Something like that. Yeah. Like he, it's like, yeah. And he, he's just got this massive fan base. Yeah. I mean, do I do else. think that, you know, living in LA and New York is helpful in a lot of ways, but I do think that, you know, you don't have to be in those places. I mean, that's part of why I moved back down here, you know, two years of grad school and to just kind of like learn something new in comedy in Houston and kind of become a little less jaded about and learn to like have fun again. Um, (laughs) If I ever got to a position where I, I felt comfortable with my career and I go, oh, I got a fan base mm-hmm. that I to off of. I would not live in LA or New York. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm, exactly. I'm going to have to move to New York or like most likely New York just to make it happen. Exactly. Make you know that what I mean? move. You, it, yeah. Like you can make it. Ha- Ali did it. He made it happen out here in Houston, mm-hmm. 
but it took him 25 years, <laughs> you know, which it, he probably could have accelerated that process a lot faster if he had moved. Exactly. And he's also supremely talented. Like he's a he's more of a he's, you know, an enigma in that way. Yeah. But um, yeah. But if I get to a position where I can, I don't want to live in LA or New York. I would yeah. like to live, you know, in here, like in Colorado or something yeah, like that. Like real. something just a little less, you know. A less intense yeah. or whatever but um okay so let's wrap up okay let's mention what shows are you on coming up that people could see me victor Tran, and trey touch and have our own show at the improv called casual af and that's i guess like you call it like a bi-monthly show we don't have one on the books yet but definitely okay. look out for that yeah casual af at the improv okay and are you active on social media should is there anything people should follow you? Like? Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Pruitt Grady. Um, I, I, I made my Instagram like a couple of months ago, and now that's my favorite social media. Instagram? Yeah. Oh, I, my God. I absolutely. like social media the best. Or that, I like Instagram the best. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because it's, uh, it's the only one that's like non-political. <laughs> exactly. It's just I'm, photos. I'm, ti- I'm tired like, of reading people's opinions oh about God, stuff. I don't care. Real. I don't care what you have to say. Yeah. Like. And it, it, you, whatever you said, I've already, a million other people have already said it. And probably better. Yeah. yeah. It's just <laughs> exactly. like, ah, shut up. I just want to see whatever picture at the exactly. beach. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. no, I, I want to go back to just that simple. Like, oh, there we go. Exactly. It's like, why I stress like the, yourself out? I like your dog. Like, yeah, you know? exactly. Like, Okay, cool. Well, thank you for being on. Yeah, thanks for um, having me. This yes. is fun. All right, thank cool. you. All right, bye. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I need to um, say a little bit more from that first half. I feel like I kind of left y'all in this weird secret kind of sandwich without much of a takeaway. I actually really believe what I was just what I was saying earlier. Um, I do believe that we are all different emanations of God. I really do. And I'm curious what you think about what I've had to say. Um, anything. Email me. Therapistjokes at gmail.com Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at the rapist jokes um if you want to share the secret knowledge with anyone who you think like might like to know a secret um make sure you share uh, write a review that's they say that's good if you write a review on itunes write it um subscribe share tell people and until next time i wish you all pussy money weed enlightenment namaste